With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following is a broadcast from the Global Authority in Mixed Martial Arts. The Shoot Radio Network. Cheap Seats. Covering the sport from the balcony in section 322, row Z, it's Jordan Breen and Greg Savage. Just bleed! Welcome back up inside the cheap seats here on the SureDog Radio Network. It's the MMA radio show that's been balls deep in your head since long before John Jones was ever even a terror on social media. Happy Wednesday or whatever day you might be listening on podcast. I'm Jordan Breen and along with me live in studio today. Balls deep in this studio. <laughs> The McGregor to my Mayweather in this money game. It's Mr. Greg Savage. Greg, you excited about Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather at UFC 199 this weekend? <laughs> been hearing, been hearing all about this. Been real excited for it. Uh, I thought we were fighting in September. Must be in Cleveland. <laughs> That's the big Cleveland card, September 10th. So we uh, we had some. Pretty, pretty scintillating fights. If 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 mostly a bunch of decisions, pretty entertaining decisions on Sunday, punctuated by Cody Garbrandt puncturing the face of Thomas Almeida with a right hook. And we have a title doubleheader this weekend. The Ali Act finally getting proposed by old Mark Wayne Mullen and co-sponsored by Joseph Kennedy. Democrat Massachusetts, can you believe it? Yeah, <laughs> we I can. Have- we got a ton of shit to talk about. Yeah, what, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but you already saw the first uh, rah-rah cheering piece for uh, No Ali Act in uh, in MMA, and it came from, and I can't remember which website I read it on, one of the, uh, the big right-wing websites was like, boxing is totally different than MMA, and boxing <laughs> used to be scummy, and you saw the Rocky movies showed you how it was, and... <laughs> MMA, MMA is a professionally run league. I wonder how much that one costs some people. Yeah, I was gonna say seriously, the Zufa give give Zufa one thing. They know they know the direction to lobby in. I'm sorry, TJ was talking in my ear. <laughs> so uh obviously, Greg, I mean what what do you think comes next? I mean, this is a story that you know you've you've pondered and thought of for a, a long time. We're talking time. the Ollie Act still? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a long, drawn-out process. Don't expect anything to happen overnight. Uh, you're going to have some battles here. You talk about going to the mattresses on this uh, antitrust lawsuit. You can only imagine how they don't want the Ali Act to be covering MMA. Uh, sounds like Bellator would love it right now, but that's just because it might open up the contract situations. Um, 
I'd imagine you're going to see a lot of back and forth over this over the next couple of years, unless they can kill it in committee. And if they can do that, it'd be a big victory for Zufa. 844-SURE-DOGS, the hotline number as always, 844-743-7364. That's 844-743-7364. Hit us on Twitter, at Jordan Brain for me, at the Savage Truth for Greg. And you can always email us, jbreen at suredog.com and greg at suredog.com. We'll open up the phone lines. Line one, it's Brandon from New Jersey. Brandon, what's good? Hey, happy birthday. Thank you, sir. Yeah, who snuck that in? Who snuck that in on uh, us, Jordan? I don't know. It's just it's another another one of those days. Wednesdays, Wednesday. It figures, it figures that my birthday. It, it figures that my birthday would uh, it fall on a Wednesday where I have to tape a roundtable later. I already taped press row. By the way. Uh, coming up shortly in the Sherdog.com blog. Press row with David Bixon's fan. Possibly uh, the first part of many as we basically just have a stream of conscious conversation about our favorite uh, MMA crossover freak show shit in, in honor of uh, McGregor Mayweather talking about Luchador's fighting it deep and the like. So uh, check that out coming shortly. Is uh, anyone going to ask me why I'm playing Mama Said Knock You Out? Anybody? Don't call it a comeback. No. Right. Brandon Thank from- you. Thank you. It's as ridiculous as Brandon's comeback. <laughs> There's or, nothing ridiculous about retirement. Brandon's whatever. Been MMA, here for years. MMA, MMA is a sport of of BS retirements. I'm all I'm all about it. You know what? You know what today makes me feel? What's that? Today makes me feel old. I had to watch 40? TJ turn 30. Jordan's 29 years old today. Yeah. Jordan was a little baby child when he oh, came man. in under our wings here. And now you're going to be 30 in a year from now. Holy smokes. In about three weeks, uh, the 24th or 26th or something like that, it will officially be uh, 10 years of writing for Sure Dog. Wow. So you're vested vested now. Yes, it's in the DNA, man. You're you're vested in the Sure Dog uh, health plan now, right? 10 years in. (laughs) Retirement. Oh, what's the he's at like? he's at two percent now at ten years. What's the, what's the pension like? Yeah, what's your pension like? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> mine's, mine's pretty dope actually. But. Dude, Brandon was like a crane operator. I I can guarantee you that he has money in the bank. Yeah. Unless he hasn't spent it on like WWE Network and whatever else, like Re- replica belts. Whatever yeah. he's into. Hey, look, I I wasn't gonna make my my this call about me, but. uh I mean, I'm glad you missed me, TJ. <laughs> right, that's it. That you guys, you guys get that sweet heat. You guys get that sweet chili heat. Uh, you that's know, when right, you can man. work a good program, you got to work it, right? I got, I got, I got to get my heat, brother. <laughs> you should hear. You should see the dirt sheets about us. <laughs> oh man. I know, man. I, I heard we're gonna have a have a a, a Broadway at a SummerSlam coming up. I, I has, hashtag lapsed, and of course. Uh, <laughs> South Park dude hangs himself out the window. Dot gift for for Greg as well. Yeah. I already jumped out the window here. <laughs> I was, I was, I was gonna we need we need to get the audio for that. We like we need to find what South Park episode it is and get the audio from that and just get the glass shattering for every time someone brings up pro wrestling and just and Greg's just like oh Jesus. We can just play that glass shattering. Everyone will know Greg is dumb out the window and hug himself. I might just stab TJ for bringing it up originally, saying the WWE Network. 
Right, TJ's, man. TJ's tempting fate. Oh, TJ's hey, I, I've got I've got glass shattering if you want it. <laughs> man, also, can I say that uh, does does the UFC because obviously you know for years, like if you if you get a UFC DVD, they replace or or you watch them on Netflix or whatever, they they replace the music. When they when they you can't be licensed or something like that, so does it really matter? Why, and, and if not, why is no one in the UFC ever come out to Stone Cold Steve Austin? I mean, people come out to Real American, Matt Riddle, and some others. So how has no one came out to Glass Shatters? They're afraid. Also, first first <laughs> first person who comes out to Brock Lesnar's theme in the UFC was not Brock. I mean, Brock Lesnar never came out to it. Obviously, he came out to. <laughs> Did someone else come out to it? No, but if someone did, that'd be the sickest. Like, I mean, people I don't, don't do it, TJ. Don't even play it. I see you getting all stupid with the mouse over there. <laughs> TJ, get this good. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, imagine, imagine. Like, this might be the shortest show in Cheap Seats history because I'm coming over the table the in a second. You want to get triangle choked? Yeah. <laughs> Settle down there. On my 29th birthday, Greg and TJ killed each other in a brutal stabbing match <laughs> <laughs> in the Sherdog Studios. Oh, it'd be the best. It'd be the best thing. It'd just be what, like, what live radio? The stakes are so Triangle hot. Triangle match. Triangle match. Me, TJ, and, and Savage. You come out from under the studio? Can we dwarf toss you? <laughs> I mean, that'd be a huge spot. Hey, thanks come for on, being politically I'm correct on that. I appreciate it. <laughs> Come on. Come is it little people toss? Is no, that no, dwarf's good. Dwarf's good. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Midget's Come on. not? No. And when, it, when it comes to pro wrestling talk, if you talk to Bret Hart, no, Midget's fine. I don't think it's fine. I think we both owe $10, but, you know, apparently it's Bret, fine. Like you, guys are, you guys act like you're eight feet tall, and I'm like four two. How tall are you? About four three. Five, five six, man. Five six? You standing on a phone book? You're a regular old Sean Sherco. TJ Shirko. met you. He I, said you're like 5'1". Right. I met him at the IZOD Center. He was standing three uh, stairs higher than me in the concourse, and I was still taller than him. Oh, please. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. I'm 5'6", I'm and I'm built like uh, that, that, that UFC rep. What's his name? The, the, that wears the Tyson uh, small shirt. Are you talking about <laughs> Little Brock? <laughs> yeah, Little Brock. <laughs> Brandon's got to jump to high-five Gary Copeland and Joe Silva. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Copeland also I like that like every he's he in terms of uh he is to to physical improvement and overall beef with Demetrius Johnson is to like mixed martial arts excellent yeah. just like that incremental that incremental improvement every time out that shirt's just like a little tighter just just fighting back against his torso For sure. his biceps just a little bit worse hey and Brandon hey, make sure you bring your shine box when you come to California so you can jump up and shine my tires Oh, bring it on, bro. I'll be there soon. And your referee, Gary Copeland. Did <laughs> <laughs> you stop it, TJ? Sorry. He really does. I'm going to stab him. I will definitely stab him today. Gary. It's going to happen. Brock's, Brock's brother, Gary. Jesus. <laughs> Gary Lesnar Copeland killing me. All right, Brandon, what else is on your mind? I heard Gary Copeland gets his polos to the children's place. <laughs> He's got that extra meat. No, he donates sure. them to the children's <laughs> place after the each fight. <laughs> that's, Dude, where that's, that's, that's where Team Alpha Male gets their suits from. That's where Team Alpha Male gets their suits from. 
Oh man, I want, I want, I want a. Uh, can I get that on eBay? Can I get a sign, octagon worn, used Gary Copeland? Polo? I want to get one for Ben. He's only seven, so it'd probably fit. <laughs> Do his shirt say the next small thing? <laughs> oh, Gary Copeland. What he a, writes it in. Treat. It says the next S thing, Chris, like on Chris, the tag. Chris Tyone lost a bunch of weight and like somehow went to Gary Copeland. Like this is, this is some kind of some kind of like MMA referee weight weight musical chairs transference thing happening here. I'm gonna get to the bottom of it. Tyone used to look like a young Jeff Blatnick. <laughs> speaking of speaking of MMA referees and referee got- like a young Mason White. Uh, on the MMA uh, referee physical wellness and self-improvement tip, can we also talk about how in the last four or five years, Kerry Hatley has really developed in the bicep game? Too bad Kerry- he hasn't developed in the ref game. No, no, it really, really hasn't. But uh, It's all that awesome to- training they get down there in Texas. Shouts, shouts to the time he helped Chad Griggs get all that heat and get like strike force at fights in a UFC deal when he helped him beat Bobby Lashley. Just going, going evil ref routine. <laughs> it's a great, great moment. Great moment. MMA Brandon, referee. would you get us back on track? Jesus Christ. Okay. We're talking about, uh, we're talking more, about MMA. Something one more, like one more that. Gary Copeland note. I'm sure we could get that polo at the, the UFC Top Toyota card with Crowbar <laughs> MMA co-promotion. I mean, he doesn't look like he'd be related to Tuxture or two. Is, is Crowbar co-promoting with the UFC on that card? <laughs> Hey man, they do. Hey, they the run joke the didn't work MMA the first time. Don't go back to it. They 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 do run the Dakota's MMA scene. They should bring Tuxer back to to get kicked in the groin by Gabe Rogenzaga in the rematch. Oof. <laughs> Poor guy. That looked like it hurt. Yeah, just the, the dry heaves. All right, all right, real quick. Um, uh, it's, it's so when Faber Faber loses, this is, this is it for him, right? There's no more, no more title shots, right? This, it's got I mean, No, I would have said that last time, but you never know with a guy like that. Oh man, here's the thing: if if Dillashaw found a way back to the title, and Faber won two fights in a row, like wouldn't they? Wouldn't they still want to pull the trigger on that somehow? Oh lord, I guess. Like there's but... where where there's a will, there's a way. Uriah, Uriah is the championship cockroach. He just he's surviving, surviving wars and nuclear. Uh, nuclear winters and famines. He's making it. He's he's staying around the gold. Guy's a cockroach. Uh, the, the, uh, from last week's card, that that heavyweight opener. Milstead. Adam Milstead and uh, Zach Delarocca's brother, Chris Delarocha. Yeah, Zach Delarocha's brother, Chris. Man, that guy. He looked like he was working security at the at the Palms before uh, he <laughs> fought that Probably night. I mean, the Glitter Gulch. <laughs> he uh, he really got sucked up. Milstead did not necessarily look great. He was gassed pretty quick, but he still landed a gazillion punches and hacked his face Don't open. Don't exaggerate. It was only a quadrillion. <laughs> the uh, you know one of the better crimson masks I've seen in the UFC in quite some time. I mean, it was a it was a full faceful. Settle down there, gross. Every story gross ever wrote where a guy's. Got cut in the face. It was the crimson mask. It's it's a great for wrestling reference. I'll support it all day long. He, he looked like he looked like that heavyweight that uh that uh, uh that came fought from uh from like what was his name? He turned him into a tie pad. He he, uh, he that guy fought this past weekend and like 
Denmark or something like that. I forget his Dennis Stoinich? Yeah, Dennis Stoinich, yeah. He looked like him after that fight. Are you, I mean, he was, he was, oh, man, I hope he never fights again. Stoinich, well, no, Stoinich didn't get bloodied up. Stoinich just sat there and just got hit repeatedly. And then, like, he came, put him in a turtle position and punched him a million times when he covered up and they stopped it. And Stoinich stood up like, what? Like, I'm good. Like, I'm what? Also, or, 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 and speaking of speaking of blood, though, Dennis Stoyanch did horrifically beat the shit out of and cover Stefan Struve in blood, and then got tapped in the next round. <laughs> That's why heavyweight MMA is the best, man. That's why I got. I mean, everybody thinks Stefan Struve is back now, but if you look back into his past, I mean, he's not really back. He's, he's still the same guy fighting jobs. We fought Noguera. At one point, Noguera couldn't even get up on one side of his hip and had to roll over to the other side when he got stood up. And it's like, wow, that's a, that's a great win. Uh, Milstead, Milstead and De La Rocha, uh, I made a comment on Twitter that it was a tribal armband versus a guy who had a tank top tan. And some, guy, <laughs> and some, some dude took it so personally. Just like, oh. I've know. got a tribal tattoo and a tank top tan what's your problem yeah he's just like well you know like you know at least they stepped in the cage you know just like oh jesus was it shannon rich <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just, just some dude on twitter i just thought like yeah, yeah dude. was it shannon rich i mean come on we we've all stepped in the cage right i've stepped in the cage i've stepped in the cage too i and but here's the thing it's i've just had a like, fight in the octagon with heart in it, but that's bullying. Dude, I ripped his underwear over the top of his head and made him spill his freaking dip on the octagon before <laughs> UFC 47. It's probably a stain when that fight, when that whole card started. That's 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 why Tito lost. Tito slipped he on slipped the, dip on the heart net's dip stain. <laughs> Chuck Chuck didn't hurt him, man. Tito just slipped. That's just probably what happened. Twelve-year-old Johnny Hartner with a dip. <laughs> you know he's already thirty. He's older than Breen. Oh, you how know, crazy is that? He's can, actually like 31 or 2, I think. So can we uh, just take a brief moment and give a hat tip to the late Ryan Bennett, who passed away 10 years ago? Yesterday. Um, yesterday. 10 years ago. I, uh, I met John Hartnett at UFC 59 and was like kind of starstruck by him because I had listened to him on, on oh Bennett's show. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're and mess. I don't get starstruck, but I was like, man, that's John Hartnett. And then I, yeah, I got starstruck <laughs> when I met CJ at Bellator in Philly, but then he ignored me. Uh, I, I didn't see you. I guess I didn't look down far enough. Oh! Um, I went from starstruck to annoyed with Hartnett in about 10 minutes. Yeah, that's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> but all you pro wrestling nerds should love the guy. He's like a huge wrestling guy. He's also huge now. Well, he was. Uh, I don't know. His Facebook photos still look like he's gigantic. He's solid, but he he looked like he was on the special medicine for a little while, but he was massive. So you're saying he was well. He was well. Right. So he uh, he used to do the Macho Man on uh, Ryan Bennett's show. Yeah, and then uh, Sherwood had him call Beatdown one time trying to be the Macho Man. I was like, this is the worst Macho Man impersonation ever. Like, some people have a Macho Man impersonation. Oh, and, uh, yeah. and other people just sound constipated. So Hartman sounded constipated. Also, TJ, you'll be you'll be retroactively spoiled now by the fact that you get to enjoy the stylings of JP Sorrow all the time. Oh yeah, he's he's amazing. Ooh, who who just this, who just this past who just this past laps uh, added a new one to the repertoire when it turned out he does an elite level Johnny Ace. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like was was in tears when when he did John Laurinaitis. Hey, if they can't do. My uncle's 
uh, impression very well, then I don't want to hear it. I thought Hartnett's was fine. Uh, Your last name's Poffo? Savage. So is your real last name Poffo? Yeah. Is your other uncle a genius? Yep, he's the genius. Okay. He leaps around. He Jump is. frisbees. I'm happy that you know Leap and Lenny Poffo. <laughs> that makes me happy. Dude, I was a kid once. <laughs> I guess that's the difference. Wow. He grew up. So. Oh, man. That's kind a, of. That's, that's, I, feel, I feel like that's the finishing spot. Thank I feel you. Like, I feel like that's the, that's, that's the signal for the DDT. Just, just, just a finger and down. Brandon, what else you got? Uh, two quick things I'll get out of here. Um, the the UFC uh, with the announcement of the podcasting, and they said they're going to monetize it. What, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, is is CJ going to produce them to do? Or? <laughs> hey, can I, so Matt Sarah's on the podcast, right? Yep. Jim Norton, yeah. Matt Sarah. Uh, He's a better beef. You ever try to record something with Matt Sarah? I have. I have. Hey, you can't curse on your show, could you? You can do whatever you want. Oh, f***ing perfect. <laughs> so, so what do I say now? Uh, just want you to say, hey, this is Matt Sarah, the former UFC welterweight champion, and you're listening to the Sure Dog Radio Network. The Sure Dog Radio <laughs> Network? Perfect. <laughs> you got it. Dude, he's tight. just mini hey, dice. this is Matt Sarah, the former UFC champ. Fuck. <laughs> Take two, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he's totally mini dice. That's all he is. It's great. You ready? Yeah, stay classy, Matt, sir. I'm f***ing... I, I blew that already. <laughs> All right, you ready? We're rolling. All right. Hey, this is Matt Serra, UFC f***ing <laughs> asshole. Let's do that again. <laughs> hey, this isn't going to take up the rest of the show. Can I go to the bathroom? I have three more minutes of this. <laughs> no, we're all right. All right. Uh, uh, Brandon, you said you had one other thing. What's that? You said you had one other thing. Oh, yeah, one more thing real quick. Um, uh, you know what? I don't have any more. Uh, eject, eject. R.I.P. Brandon. Appreciate the call. Greg, I, what, I, do you I, think he's goose? He hit the canopy on the way out? <laughs> I didn't hear the music. I think he made it. Oh, all right. So, I mean, what What? what do we make of a Jim Norton, Matt Sarah podcast? Uh, did you hear what TJ just played? Well, I mean, it sounds great then. If you like cussing, yeah. Hey, this Always, is Matt Sarah, oh, UFC former welterweight champion, and you're listening to Sure Dog Radio Network. So there's nothing that hard about that. I was f***ing horrendous. But I'm not going to take <laughs> oh, 15. We're good. Dude, we got we to gotta isolate the effing horrendous. Oh, that's, <laughs> Seriously, that, why isn't that isolated? So every time Brandon is, calls, we can just play that? That is out. <laughs> that is outstanding. <laughs> 844-SHIRDOG, 844-743-7364. Line two, it's Rob from North Carolina. Rob, it's good. Well, just, hey, guys, uh, just to piss Greg off, take it back to the WWE tip. Mother. I, can, I, I hate McGregor, but if he came out to Here Comes the Money, I would fall in love. Oh, dude, I mean, that's absolutely beautiful. Is or, that Ted DiBiase's uh, music? Yeah. Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. Oh, not Ted DiBiase. DiBiase's. What I was think the million dollar man's music? Uh, is it actually called "Everybody's Got a Price"? Is that what is that what it's called? About getting that fuck money. Teach his mic not plugged. That he's trying to talk. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sitting right here, <laughs> asshole. I, I saw your mic unplugged. I knew I could get away with I'm it. Trying to switch mics. <laughs> Rob, what are you thinking? 
CJ, last thing you guys were talking about, um, I'm sorry, Jordan, you're about the worst fight from last year. Um, 193, that roll salt screw fight. Yeah, that was crazy. Dude, that was I sat terrible. and watched that from about 12 feet away. It was brutal, even there. God. Ugh. Anything so, else on your mind? There, oh, dude, there was so much to talk about this weekend. Yeah. Sarah McMahon, I, mean, I want a title shot. I'm 33% my last three. I just started laughing when she said that. Seriously, I was like, hey, they got another comedian here to go along with Joe Rogan. That was awesome. And then Lauren Murphy blew her up on Twitter. What'd she say? Oh, man, let me let me let me scroll through and find it because it was it was venomous enough that just I was just like, oh, oh, that is that is that is cold as hell. Let's see here. Scrolling through. Shout out to when Roseanne Barr retweeted me on fight night. That felt great. My mom was like, I like that. That's I feel like I've accomplished some shit in my life now. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, you know, in quotes. Oh, I'm um, also I'd like a title shot, bitch. You two and three in your last five, and should be one and four. And two of those were the 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 like the sleeping emoji. One was a quick finish, and one was BS. Better was late that? than never, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, McGregor came you, out to that or or a little Shane McMahon fire, I'd lose it. Did, did you... What happened? Oh, Rob's Rob's dying. Rob, you alright? His phone I'm, is blown up. I'm here. Alright, what else is on your mind? Did you guys catch the Karen Bryant debacle from the other night? Oh What did yeah. I miss? No. Oh god. Uh Rob, you could probably put this better into words this mini catastrophe <laughs> she tries like it, it was like the post fight show i guess on fs1 and she, uh, like, no wonder i didn't see it right she's trying i i think i tweeted it you guys but she's like trying to fake uh the troops from memorial day and she just butchers it like someone forgetting the like the anthem lyrics it was awful dude <sighs> I, she's oh I, I like I wish I could remember the exact way she phrased it, but when she was like, I, I'll, I'll tweet it back at you. Oh my god, when she was like, well, kind of like, pretty much died for us. I was like, oh god. She's like, yeah, thanks for that. That's cool. Mm. It was horrific. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least Brian Stan was there and knows what Memorial Day is about. At least Brian Stan was there. By the way, um, not to not to bag on Goldberg because we get on him forever about like every every ending call is the same. Uh, simple hat tip to John Anik for a fantastic call of the finish of the Cody Garbrandt Thomas Almeida fight. Anik's good, man. He's good. It's a pro. Him and him and Stan are the team now. Oh, the my team. favorite team. They're the team. I mean, it's just like you get you get everything you want. Like Anik, Anik, Anik is like like able to play like the degenerate gambler without seeming like an absolute lunatic on play by play, which is like a fine line to run. But like always, always got the lines there for you. Always gonna let you know what the odds were if someone pulls off an upset. Always gonna have that context for you. Always, always pushed on Twitter. Always knows about prop bets. That's the play by play guy you want for for prize fighting. Anik knows why people come to the fights. <laughs> Did you guys catch uh, Faber and Cruz last night on UFC Tonight, whatever it was? 
I did not. Come on, you got to know better. When you come into this environment, you start asking about watching shoulder programming stuff. uh, (laughs) I mean, shit, you might as well ask if we, well, Jordan, you might as well ask me if I watched like victory fighting with TJ DeSantis on the call. (laughs) Ain't happening. This guy. They were going back and forth, and Faber was like, Hey, bud. Take the record, bud. He's like, there's a reason I get so many UFC title shots. And Cruz is like, there's a reason you're 0-3 of them. That's not even that's not including, you know, the, the Mike Thomas Brown immediate rematch. And <laughs> yeah, and, and, WEC. You know, that doesn't include my WC title shots. He's like, you, you know, he's like, you're right. Then you'd be 0-6 in your last <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're right. That's the thing, is like it's that some rivalries, you know, you can put on a brave face. You know what I mean? If you saw the war of words between Daniel Cormier and John Jones, you could still reasonably assume if you've never seen them fight before that, like, somehow this was, like, a, a remotely competitive affair. The <laughs> Cruz, like, Faber just ain't got shit to say to Cruz. Like, that's the only thing he can possibly do is go in this weekend and find some way to hit a guillotine or slash his face open with the greatest elbow of his career and make his eyebrow fall off. He needs to do the illest offensive thing he's done in the history of his mixed martial arts career to Dominic Cruz. Otherwise, <laughs> there's there's just nothing to be said for it. Like he has no possible verbal ammo against this guy other than like, <laughs> wow, Dominic, like you're kind of a dick. <laughs> and that just Favorite. doesn't that just doesn't cut it because they're fighting on Saturday. It doesn't really Favorite. matter if Dominic Cruz is the saltiest dude. No pepper. Faber trash talking is like Pictures of golden retriever puppies coming out of someone's mouth. <laughs> like, I mean, just like there's no there's no possible way that Uriah Faber with with like and and the thing was it's not like he's he was uncompetitive in their second fight. You know, it's not like he was a complete whitewash. But I I can't imagine that it's going to be that competitive on Saturday night, and no one appears to. Like I said, I mean, the only thing Uriah Faber can do is fight his ass off at 199. That, that's it. Because in terms of, of the, the verbal sparring, not only is Dom better than he is anyway, I mean, it's just it's, it's too easy to counter on Uriah given like his, his championship history and context and the way that Cruz won the second fight and how good he's looked recently. Pre, Pre-Reebok deal, I'd always hoped against, hoped against hope that like, Uriah Faber would come out with like his main sponsor would be like Sunny Delight or Nickelodeon. He's like 37 or 38 now. He's this little kid. Oh, he's got he's got uh, longevity, staying power. Just goes to show. Take care of your body. Eat well, kids. Be an alpha male. Uh, so, John Jones and Cormier started to get it. It's amazing. Balls balls deep in your head. <laughs> I, John Jones, dude. John Jones, the social social media gift that keeps on giving. The the best analogy I can think of, and it applies to paper and crews too. With John Jones and Cormier trash talking, is John Jones is a kid on an anthill with a magnifying glass burning an ant as Cormier. Yeah, man, that's that's a good way to describe it. The thing is, if you burn an ant with a magnifying glass, you can't delete it afterwards. You don't have a <laughs> screenshot of it or anything like uh, that. But like like I said, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that that the worst aspects of John Jones' personality uh, when when they play out in this forum versus behind the wheel of an automobile. Uh, Two more things before I got here. Um, 
I'm glad I'm glad Mr. Tate got a mental coach. Man, Robert Fallis done a great job with Brian Caraway. Great comeback. Uh, I had a 28-28 draw. I thought that was he, he needs a fashion insult. He's wearing a bow tie the same color as his freaking button up on both my press. I was like, Jesus Christ. Dude. <laughs> Nonetheless, I mean, uh, mentioned DJ was making incremental improvements. Caraway always does get a little bit, a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And uh, you know, Cody Garbrandt called him out for September twentieth in uh, in Cleveland. Would like to see it. You know, keep he's that, th- keep that loose, informal bantamweight tournament. Dude, I, I, that's it's it's a hot fight, man. Keep that that informal bantamweight tournament rolling. All right, last thing I'll take us off the air. Uh, discuss affliction three Hamburg. Can't can't wait. I mean, uh, Greg, what what do you think about Arlovsky Barnett and the Hamburg card? The Hamburglar card. The, the old the old coming to the old Hamburglar. Yeah, uh, affliction three is kind of funny. Uh, you know, that's just the way it goes right now. We we just saw a card headlined by Cody Garbrandt and Thomas Almeida. Two undefeated guys that no one knows who they really were. I think a lot of people maybe who didn't know now know. But how many more would know about them if they were on, say, the undercard of or the co-main of 199, you know, or like the third fight in? Yeah. Uh, you know, we're seeing cards just headlined by whatever the best thing they can get at this point. When you're doing 40 cards, it's nature of the business. And trudging out a main event from what year was Affliction? Uh, 07? I was going to say, I think that was, was that 08? That was like Affliction 3? All right, so we're talking about eight years ago. Still, it's, it's, we're, we're even if it's happening in the twilight of a lot of dudes' careers, um, I'm happy that uh, they're trying to sew up these loose ends. It, it feels, <laughs> yeah. it feels, it feels nice to, to know that like a guy like Arlovsky or a guy like Barnett or a guy like Mir, uh, these dudes are going to end up having fought all the dudes. It may have happened all at 36, 37, 38, but like we're, we're, we're sorting through them now. We're, we're getting to a comfy point where, uh, this, this past, 10 to 15, I'll say this, if you've been relevant in the last 10 years, you know, if you were relevant when uh, it was still the UFC and Pride, 04, 05, and, you know, like the big three was intact, um, shouts to that picture, speaking of the big three, shouts to that picture on Twitter of Mirko Krokop mowing his lawn, made me very happy, I consider it like a birthday gift. Um, most of these dudes are going to get to have fought each other, which is nice because you can't, can't, can't always guarantee that. But yeah, I mean, if you're being real, Ryan Bader against the Lear Latifi is the, the main event, main event for me. What if a Lear Latifi goes over, man? What if he, what if he stuns Bader with that power? Man, believe, believe in a Lear Latifi. I want, I want him to get his day in, day in court against John Jones. So John Jones can knock him out with a crane kick from all the way across the octagon. Yeah, I'll be all right without that. That's, uh, well, I mean, I assume if it ever gets to the point where Alir Latifi's knocking the door of a title shot, we have to hope that John Jones is beckoning to the heavyweight division, surely. Hopefully. 844-743-7364 is the number. 844-SURE-DOG, line three. Zombie Paul from Virginia Beach. Paul, what's up? Man, everything's good. Good to be back home, guys. Oh, I mean, transporting, it's a, it's a rough business, understandably. What's on your mind? I mean, Papa Northcutt sent the crack crew of Chuck Liddell, Ken Shamrock, Melvin Gillard to free me and get me out of there. So 
Good looking out. Appreciate that. Well, I mean, Morocco's a tricky place. Got to come back home, enjoy a little Memorial Day. Not unlike the North Cuts. Uh, one of my one of my favorite things I saw the whole weekend was Sage Northcutt wishing everyone a happy Memorial Day and getting his potato gun out while his brother stood in the background with one of their friends with an American flag draped over them. Sage Northcutt, oh, man, he's just, oh, man. He he is America. The Moroccan prison wasn't that bad, but I just couldn't handle Lee Murray telling me he was going to fight Mayweather as soon as he gets out. I I was over it. He just kept talking and talking. Like I said, I hope if if the terrifying world comes to pass where Lee Murray's going to come back and fight, he's got he's to fight Alex Reed first in Bellator and use it to set up Tito. the rematch with Tito. And if they can do the rematch with Tito in an alleyway and Tito has to wear dress shoes, that would be... Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be awesome. So, what, if, what if Tito overcomes him in the dress shoes? I'll consider it the greatest redemption story in MMA history. Tito shoots I, a flawless double and a pair of wingtips, takes Lee Murray down, elbows him out. I believe. I wasn't listening to all the, the phone. You know, I didn't hear everything that was being said. I just heard you say, like, Tabor's got a good chance. So I put my Bovada bed in, but I parlayed <laughs> it with uh, Bisping. So I'm ready, man. This is, this is my time. Uh, it seems like a good night for the chalk when it comes to UFC 199. This is when I so, marked down the time code because the craziest shit happens and I need to go back and figure out when Zombie Paul said it. So I'm going to write that down. Hey, I got, a, I got a question, guys. Have you guys tried that? that uh, it was like a Lee Murray turned me on to this prison LSD. You take a picture of Michael, Michael Bisping, you look into the eye, and man, like, <laughs> you wake up in like Willow World. Like, <laughs> you, get, you get in there, man. It's, it takes you. Yeah, uh, my, like Luke Rockhold, who's one of the most potent offensive forces in mixed martial arts, definitely not a guy you want to fight with uh, one eye. Although, Bisping posted a picture of him doing some physical training in his backyard, and uh, he looks jacked. I won't, I, won't, I won't say the man looks like he has the Kung Lee lighting because he is a, a famous anti-steroid avenger for this sport. And if anyone was going to uh, end up being exposed as a steroid hypocrite, his would be one. That of would be the worst. That would be like the worst possible one, given his his uh, gift of gab on the subject and uh, very strong political opinions. But he looks absolutely jacked and uh, throwing the old medicine ball around in the backyard. So who knows? Maybe maybe this is the storybook uh, run for Michael Bisping. Man, this is when it comes together think- somehow. Him wearing an eye patch as UFC middleweight champ. I think Bisping's best chance is to try to get, like, Koreshkov's other eye, put it in, and then there'd be no way Luke would know which way he's looking when he's about to strike. I will say that uh, Andre, Andre Koreshkov, if he uh, keeps dominating this way, he can probably get a laser eye surgery to fix that. It is. And the thing is, too, sometimes I forget about it, and then, like, like, like I don't think about it when he has a fight coming up. Like, if I see Dennis Hallman's fighting somewhere, I'm like, oh, if he talks in the microphone, like he's going to lisp. It's going to be, like, over the top and sound like a cartoon character. But when I see an Andre Kreshkov title defense, I'm never, I'm never remembering that he's got that really disconcerting lazy eye, and then boom, he pops up. I'm just like, oh, jeez, caught me off guard. Yeah, I thought, I thought the last fight he had taken so many steroids right before the fight that it turned his eye like that. But uh, I didn't know what it was. I hadn't seen that before. Jesus just loves him more than Ben Henderson. Yep. Actually, I thought that's what got Ben Henderson so confused because he, you know, he kept looking at that googly eye in the wrong direction, and you know, the misdirection got him every time. 
I mean, he was he was getting like stormed right out of the gate. Maybe the first time he got that like you know didn't notice that weigh-ins gets in there close in the fight, catches him off guard. Boom, ten eight round right off the bat. Man, Aljamain Sterling keeps calling me, asking me when's his next Northeast load trip. I'm like, leave me alone, bro. You, you know, you're hot. I mean, I mean, start start of the trip will go fine. Tail end of that yep. trip. Might might get might get outpaced by the competition. Brian Caraway in the the sliding door Astro van. Man, I gotta say, last week I called and said Aljamain is gonna win, and that uh, there's no way uh, Caraway's gonna submit him. But I'm I'm hating on people saying that's a ten eight round. You and TJ, that's some garbage, man. I've seen ten eight rounds. Ten eight round is widening rock hole to three. You know, round ten, three. You got you got ten eight rounds and like a ten seven mixed in there. I mean, dude, he dummied him from. And that's another thing too, where. Uh, Caraway had had no real offense. It's not even like the the extent of the the damage, so to speak. It's the fact that like Caraway had no real appreciable offense, then had his back taken and ends up nearly getting tapped by a full Nelson. Nah, I see. And nearly like ridiculous. The stuff. first he was toasting the first round instead of the third round. This fight. Well, I mean, the the third round uh, in, t- in terms of coasting, Alderman Sterling really didn't help himself either by essentially just, like, going for a switch and then kind of blowing it and giving up his back. So in terms of just kind of not not doing a whole hell of a lot and just kind of doing, I want to say the bare minimum because he didn't lay down and die. But uh, Caraway, that, I, I, won't, I won't give him just coasting. He took the back. If you're, if you're taking the back... Unless someone is just like just like rolls belly down and starfishes for you, yeah, at least put some effort in. Stop, stop hating on Caraway, baby. You know, my, here. you know what my thing I took away from that fight the most? What's that? Was when they announced the salaries on Monday or Tuesday yesterday. Did you see what, what Alvin Ster- Sterling salary was? No, forty. I went full on Karen Bryant right there, almost uh, thirty and thirty. Ugh. He was. Holding out for the big money. He just made 30 G's. Man, where is the I, big I, What do you get? Do you get 2,500 for Reebok 2? Sorry, I don't want to short him. 3,250. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cold. So, uh, or 32,5, I should say. Um, it just goes to show. Um, if you're a prospect coming up, uh, I still think he made the right decision to sign in the place where if you're going to make crap money, you might as well make crap money where people are going to see you the most. But uh, if you're a prospect coming up, the visibility is what's more important. They pushed him a little bit for this fight. I mean, I, I still don't get on board with the, hey, do you see how much they pushed him for this fight pass thing? Well, great. Yeah, all the people who already have fight pass who are hardcore fans, they're the ones seeing him. I mean, there's nobody watching fight pass that isn't a hardcore fan. Nobody. Man, so he that, didn't get any goodness. new fans this weekend, which my joke online, which a couple people took exception to, was probably a good thing he took the fight pass f- slot, you know, <laughs> so no one saw this. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, th- that big money's not going to be there until you prove yourself, unless you have some kind of other uh, attribute you're bringing to the table from a different sport or, you know, from wrestling or from anywhere, you got to bring the audience with you, or else you're not making big money until you get to be a big star. Paul, what else you got? I mean, after seeing the Sarah McMahon fight, I I actually want to see the Ronda Rousey versus Sarah McMahon rematch. I know you guys think I'm trolling <laughs> on that, probably, but she never got a real chance to fight. You know, I think Sarah McMahon she's looked like hot garbage. I'm not saying otherwise, but I think Ronda will get knocked out by anybody top four, top five. 
just the way uh, she's getting trained by Traverdian, and we know what Traverdian does. Uh, well, the come the, on, Coach the Eddie. Video. Coach Eddie gets him on the beach, gets him relaxed. <laughs> the video to throw her- some nice loose hands. Come on. The loose would be the opposite of of how Rhonda looked on that uh, <laughs> that hidden session she had with hey, Eddie. Hey, Eddie, Coach Eddie can't make him do it right. He can just show him how to do it. Oh man! Or uh, or Beth or Beth Cohea as the comeback for Rhonda. But yeah, we need to get some of that more uh, wolf tickets going. We need we need those hot rematches. Paul, you got thirty seconds. What else on your mind? Ah, uh, man! Just as I was getting used to that Moroccan tea, I'm back home in Virginia Beach. Things just not the same. Lee Murray, see you in five. Pause. Always appreciate the call, man. It is break time. We got thirty minutes left. Hit us up eight four four sure dogs eight four four seven four three seven three six four. Whatever's on your mind in the world of mixed martial arts, reach out to us on Twitter at Jordan Breen for me at the Savage Truth for Greg. And of course, you can always email us jbreen at sure and greg at suredog.com. Another half hour hanging out and talking MMA silliness on my birthday. Right back here in the cheap seats on the SRN. Stay close. Broadcasting live from Los Angeles to the world. This is the global authority in mixed martial arts. The Shodog Radio Network. Hey everyone, Chael Sonnen here. The World Series of Fighting is coming to Foxwoods Resort Casino on June 17th, and I want to see you there. The heavyweight champion Ivanov comes back to defend his title against Copeland. Plus, High versus Ricci are going to square off for the number one contender spot. And local star John Howard makes his Decagon debut come a little bit early. I'm going to be signing autographs along with other World Series of Fighting stars. For tickets, go to WSOF.com or Foxwoods.com. There was no TJ and the Tooth this week because Nick the Tooth is uh, doing some stuff for Fight Pass with UFC 199 in town. But I encourage you to check out the brand new episode of The Neutral Corner as Eve Edwards talks to Derek Lewis about a bunch of things and tells him about, uh, you know, little known fighters like Mirko Krokop, Fedor Emelianenko, uh, Pride, things like that. So check it out. Uh, your microphone's not on. Let me do my damn read by myself. Fedora Meekly, yeah. I should have turned your microphone on. That, that would have been funny. Sorry. Uh, my read's over. Uh, the Neutral Corner now. All access panel on Shirt.com, iTunes Music Store, and podcasts. All right, so you were saying, say, hey, this is Matt Serra, former UFC welterweight champ. That's what you're saying? Yeah. What's so hard about that? Let's do it again. All right. Hey, this is Matt Serra, UFC former welterweight champion, and you're listening to Shirt. See this? I was speaking a little too fast. I thought you stuttering like a prick. Well, you're a New Yorker. It's, it's in your blood. It's in my blood. Ready? <laughs> Mel, wow, wow, cow. Hold on, I gotta do exercises. S R N. La 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 la. Wow. I thought I thought Chael was as good as that break was gonna get. I was so wrong. I was so wrong. Uh, speaking of Derek Lewis, by the way, in that neutral quote interview, you were talking about the fact that Derek Lewis got a $125,000 gold T-Rex to roll around in, looking like Batman or something. Yeah, what is that all about? This guy probably <laughs> made two hundred grand. He spent $125,000 on a car. Derek Lewis is the American dream, baby. He's the American. Dude, can we talk about how this man... Ended up on probation, which got like he, he, a probation violation was what eventually sent him to prison for three years. But the whole reason he ended up on probation 
It was a Klansman rolled up to him with a gun, and Derek Lewis savagely beat him with his hands. That's what got him put in jail? That's what got him put on probation, and then he had a probation violation and got sent to prison. But he ended up on probation because he beat the shit out of a Klansman who rolled up to him and stuck a gun in his face. should get a medal for that. Exactly. Derek, Derek Lewis is the real Dusty Rhodes. DJ just can't resist. So much pro wrestling. 844 Sherdog. Hot times. 844 743 7364. TJ putting put the hot times on me today. They can't pay the wages. Gotta, gotta, I'm not going to be able to pay the wages this month if TJ keeps us going. <laughs> at the Savage Truth for Greg, at Jordan Breen for me, jbreen at Go back up to the phones. Line four, it's Chris in Denver. Chris, what's up? He's gone. Line one. It's Levon in New Jersey. Levon, what's up? Yeah, what's up? Nothing. Just just hanging out, enjoying enjoying the day as as best I can. Since uh, it's a work work intensive day. We almost got uh, two radio shows down. Taping a little roundtable action later. Got to pump a call them out. It's uh it's an MMA intensive day. Do you really need a roundtable for this card? Hey man, it's what it's it's what the people demand. The people the people need to know what's going to happen when Uriah Faber has a title fight. How much is the Bisping Faber parlay going to pay? Let's find out right now. Actually, head on over to uh, my favorite one stop shop odds. for these things. Best fight odds. Who don't sponsor us, but yeah. uh, like like Oprah, always like uh, always like shouting them out. All right, so. Uh, Got a, got a book of choice for me to use, Greg? You just want to go like the highest possible. Well, total? use the oh, uh, where it, the it looks like oh, there's Faber Cruz. So Bisping's coming down, man. I saw him as high as like eight hundred. I thought earlier, nine hundred. Plus six forty five high season. Definitely uh, minus eleven or twelve hundred when I saw it earlier. You see I, the over under on Bisping in Rockhold? One and a half rounds or something like that. Yeah, right? that's, yeah, that's crazy. On a five-round fight? Yeah. Well, I mean... No, it's not. Well, I mean, Bisping, that's exactly when Bisping got iced last time, isn't it? Like, the one and a half round mark? I'm taking the over. I'd take the under. I think it's done in one. I, I mean, I think that's the perfect place to put the line. I'll say that, because, like, I see it, like... I see it being, like, a, you know... Like, this, like I feel good about a second round stoppage, early third, like right on that kind of meridian where it could break either way. If he just like went out there and waxed Bisping, how are you gonna be surprised? Rockhold is just a whirling dervish on offense, and not like not like a whirling dervish, like crazy throwing. He's throwing real technique. Don't I have a bet with you, Greg? What do I have a bet on? I, I don't remember. No idea. You tried to get me to do a hundred dollars, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, what was it? God, I think, to, I think I won. Give me my money. No. Laval, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I wanted to be the first one to bring up the, the golden T-Rex, man. <laughs> oh, Miocic defending his title three times. That's what it is. Oh, Three you. times? Yeah, if he defends his title three times. Oh, you think he's going to be the guy? No, no, but I'd take 10 to 1 odds for $10. How can he defend it three times when he's going to lose to Overeem and Dosan? No, I get it, but I'm, I'm, I have no problem losing $10 to make 100 Man, what if what if can, how oh, no, like what I'm, if I'm, everything I'm, what if everything turns on a dime for Cleveland? What if what if the Cavs lose in some heartbreaking fashion to the Warriors? What if the Indians, who are above five hundred right now, what if they make the playoffs and lose and then come uh come September or like blow it blow it like right at the end in like the, the, the playoff race 
And then Stipe turns around, goes into Quick and Loans Arena, and gets leveled by Overy. Oh. And then Lake Erie catches on fire again. <laughs> just just yeah, tragedy strikes Cleveland in the sports might. game. Hey, by the way, I calculated the uh, Bisping oh, yeah, uh, totally. parlay. Bisping favor. $100 will get you $3,997.50. New champs coming up. Lock it up. <laughs> Someone's yeah, going to do it. I might do that. I need a new laptop. So. <laughs> hey, it puts it, puts, I mean, you can fully equip it, man. That's that's a yeah, put you right. Put the, well, if you right do game. fifty bucks, will pay just under two grand. Can also do that, that, man. Take that, take that flyer. Feeling this, this is the time, man. These are, if anything, it's poetic that the two. You get the narrative of like Bisping's never going to get a title shot. It's never going to happen. He gets it. You have the narrative of like Faber can't kick the championship football like he's title fight Charlie Brown, and <laughs> and and they is get, Dominic Cruz Lucy. Does that make Dominic Cruz Lucy? Absolutely. I mean, dude. He, or is Sean Shelby Lucy? <laughs> that's, that's actually a good question. I think in this case, uh, Sean, Sean Shelby would be more like one of uh, the parents who sounds like a muted trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Brown. That actually, I mean, if you if you turn the pitch up, that actually, that's actually kind of what Shelby sounds like. And Oh, wow. <laughs> I would say that, yeah. Uh, definitely Dominic Cruz is Lucy. Not only have they both got the dark hair, they both got the slick moves. They're evasive. And Fair also, yeah. Dominic Cruz, Dominic Cruz always got advice for everybody, too. D- Dominic Cruz is like, <laughs> do you remember when he bashed that ultimate fighter guy? Uh, the black dude. Yeah, the yeah Jason, Jason, Jason Jones. Jackson. Oh, Jason my Jackson. God. Jackson. Jackson. Oh, my God. Hey, you might as well so throw bad. Dan Henderson in on your parlay, because if you add him, it goes for a hundred dollars. You win sixteen thousand two ninety. <laughs> Dan, Dan Henderson, free free us. Hector Lombard, free us from oh from the God. bondage of watching you get crumpled late in your career. Don't get hit by a Hector left hand. One one last H bomb. Yo, Hector died too these last time, so it's a it's a good uh, corpse matchup. Like, if if nothing else, this card should have a ton of offense. If if absolutely nothing else. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I want to talk about Garbrandt, man. Like, did you see, he's in the next GSP. He's gonna take over the world. He's that 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 right hand. Well, let's slow right that down. Shield. Nah, he's the he's the king, dude. He's amazing. He's gonna beat Dominic Cruz, then DJ, and then oh, beat Conor McGregor. I'll he's give the king. him and uh, and Buckles and the whole team Alpha Male crew this. The the last couple Garbrandt fights, they clearly tried to slow him up and just have him like jab and counter and be defensively responsible and not go batshit and try to bash dudes' heads in the way he did in his amateur career, which actually got knocked out on one occasion and uh, early like he did in his pro career. In this case, I'm happy they realize that the way to fight Thomas Almeida is to jump on his ass early and just try to just try to ruin it for him. Just try to kick the apple cart over as hard and fast as you can. And he did it beautifully. That right hook was magnifique. Yeah, it was great. But, like, the talk after the knockout on, on uh, the MMA, like, everything, it kind of annoyed me because everybody, like, every time this happens, like, oh, this dude, I'm like, dude, he landed, like, a nice right hook. Like, it's not a big deal. It doesn't definitely prove that he's, like, way better than Almeida, though I think he is. Like, it doesn't really... It's just a good win. Like, just... Yeah. Let them, yeah, just... Like, well, well like, shit, oh, yeah, if, if he... 
if he got his wish and he fought Brian Caraway in September, even though I'd favor him, would it like really shock anyone if like Caraway guillotined him or nope. like or out wrestled him for two or three rounds? Like how like that's not a surprise at all to me. Those guys are fighting in September, right? That makes the most sense. That's it makes the most sense. Garbrandt called him out. Garbrandt's got the Ohio connections. Perfect time to bring him back. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's that. It just it makes way too much sense. Sean Sean but Shelby got to hook it up. Yo, but dude, like Sterling lost to Caraway. Like that's real. Yep. Absolutely. Like, you lo- like no, I mean, even even if, even like, if I had it bro. even if I had it a draw, even if I had it a draw, I mean, he lost in the sense that he got I mean, he got I want to say like exposed, but like he blew his wad in the first 5 minutes and then couldn't out-wrestle or defend himself adequately against uh, a a solid above average bantamweight wrestler. That's a problem. I know, but like, dude, it's stir- like this thing was on fight pass. That's embarrassing. Like, he talks so much. He talks so much and like bashed uh, Caraway, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna put him in a full Nelson from back mount." Like, great. Funny <laughs> <But he> loss. <laughs> the sarcastic clap was fantastic. I took my hat that. I'm out. See you guys. Peace. Appreciate the call, Levon. So we got an active shooter at UCLA around the corner from here, apparently. Jesus, really? That's what TJ just told me. That's fucking terrible. Another retard going crazy. Line two is Johnny from Jersey. Johnny, what's good? Cheer me up. Uh, I'm waiting to see the Cleveland Indians win the title again because I can't wait to see Charlie Sheen and Wesley Snipes come back. (laughs) Somehow I don't feel like Charlie Sheen's in the right uh, manner of health in order to come back and help the Indians. Well, that's for that matter. I don't think Wesley Snipes is either. I I hope things pan out better for Cleveland. Hopefully, uh, you know, for the city's sake, Steve Bacon get a title shot. Is Jake Taylor still running the show there? Come on. Uh, Did I just drop a a freaking Tom Berenger thing from Major League and you guys don't get it? Screw me. I'm done. My work is done here. The only Jay Taylor I know. Hey, what's up? This is Jay I thought you were going to play uh, Sweet Baby James or Fire and Rain, James Taylor. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't, I can't remember, like, the names. Like, if you had said Tom Better Berenger. Than new metal. I only, what, I know Charlie Sheen's Ricky Vaughn. It's the only name I remember from Major League. Come on, you don't know Pedro Serrano? Okay, that's, that's fair. That, like, I do yeah. remember Pedro Serrano. The What's the old guy pitcher? That oh. Ed Harris plays. See, that's like the thing. Kid. I like it like that to me, like and that movie, both of them kind of have such ensemble Thor. casts that I just think of them I identify them by the actors. I'm just like, oh it's, Ricky it's, Vaughn, uh, Willie sorry. Mays Hayes, Pedro Serrano, and I can't remember the, the pitcher. Uh, oh, yeah, I should remember Willie Mays Hayes for Wesley Snipes. Charlie Huff? No, that's a real pitcher. Oh that hang was on, no, a knuckleball the, pitcher. Just the guy, Charlie something. Not Charlie. Like Bob Thornton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't remember his name either. Uh, the dad from Psych. I can't remember his name. Brian Kent. Uh, I can't remember his name. Charlie Donovan. Jake Taylor. That's Tom Berenger. Ricky Vaughn. Uh, I'm thinking of Roger Dorn. That's Corbin Bernstein. Yeah, there you go. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to figure out the players. I like uh, Scott Bakula, but he was no third one. Le- leading off was double zero Willie Mays Hayes. Oh, TJ's got like the whole lineup card. 
uh, batting second, the catcher, Mitchell Friedman. Uh, oh, wait, no, this isn't the lineup. This is just all the players, sorry. You goofy, you goofy. Uh, Jake Taylor's the catcher. Duke Temple's the coach. Eddie Harris, starting pitcher. Mario Crespi. Pedro Serrano. Lee Van Dyke. Toby Reyna. Uh, Pepper Leach. Donnie Larson. Matt Kuntz. Charles Graham. Roger Dorn. How are all of these people even cast? Like, how do you have a bullpen? I don't get it. <laughs> Dude, that's what makes it a great baseball movie, right? Seth Lindbergh. None of these names are any good. Um, I was playing in Japan at the time. All right, so now that we've had this segment on Major League, what else you got, Johnny? Uh, nothing much. I was going to say kudos to the guy that hit the John Club and Dam spinning jump kick to finish high five. Yeah, Jake, Jake Collier really came with the spinning shit in a major way, and uh, it was good because it was, it was at a point, like I said, uh, there, the fights that went to decision uh, weren't bad fights. There was a lot of entertaining fights that went the full 15 on that card, but... It was nice to have a few finishes to spruce it up, and if you're going to drop a Tekken combination, button mash hell, and then finish it off with a spinning back kick to the guts, I can definitely support this. Thank you, Jake Collier. No problem. And I had another question, but I'll refrain from that so Greg doesn't kill himself. And you can only hang yourself so many times in one show. That is true. But, you know, what can you do? It, people, the people need what they need. It's it's true, Just, you know. And and now that the journey's over, you know what I mean. Gonna gonna get back in that hopper. A lot a lot of people are gonna be satisfied. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. It reminds me, everyone get your Patreon on. So I'm gonna do it again because I because I need it. I, I like I like that uh, you've called into our show to let us know that you're gonna financially support another another uh, radio show. That's that's nice. <laughs> well, if you guys were on Patreon, I support you too. I don't know. I always feel like, even though I totally get, I always, I don't know. I feel, I feel weird about like asking people for money. Even well, to if, be like, fair, you do get a paycheck for doing this. Yes, that's that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, the laps fan doesn't. But like, even if I started another Screw podcast, those guys. I feel weird, you know. Hashtag laps in that yep, ass. Yep. Uh, you know, happy birthday, Bree. You know, thank you. I'm doing my Canadian patronage by at least trying my best to not finish Master Chef Canada three. So far, I'm still holding out. I, uh, my, my new thing is, uh, Nightmare Kitchen. Uh, this, this is, this is my new, uh, reality TV food jam. I like it because they basically, you get money and they have like a, almost like a fantasy draft auction system where over the course of this meal that you're preparing against other people, you can buy, uh, things to, to screw them up. So it'll be like, you know, uh, suddenly, every every food item in their kitchen can only be prepared on a rotating turnstile, or like something like ridiculous like that, uh, or not turnstile, like a like a ta- rotating tabletop kind of thing. Uh, and, but the, like the the best one I saw was someone was able to buy a punishment thing where the they they forced one of their competitors to continue making the meal. Keep in mind, by the way, that the theme of this show is like grandmas. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like grandmas sure. are good at cooking, but all of the punishments were things that were like ableist against old people and like very <laughs> ageist. So like one of the one of the punishments was that the the woman who bought it forced one of her competitors to sit in a rascal scooter, and she was forced to prepare a meal while moving around in a rascal <laughs> scooter. 
This is television. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's, that's the real hard stuff. It's not like you're being death trying to win a dancing competition. Like, you got people out there blind winning clunky competitions. That's the real stuff. You know, shout outs to MasterChef USA season three, I think. Uh, dude, I hope, I hope I see Niall, whatever his name is. Uh, that guy, that guy just needs, the death angle's gonna play on almost any reality show. You know what I mean? He needs to dedicate his life to just winning reality shows. That dude is in the zone. I, America's, America's Next Top Model and Dancing with the Stars within like a year of each other? Are you kidding me? Yeah, Why? Fun, well, get this dude on Big Brother. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, that, that ad on the break was refreshing. It's nice to see Chaley Joel Osment still getting work. <laughs> Haley Joel Osment, uh, Chael, Chael Sonnen's long lost cousin slash brother slash whatever the relation might be. Uh, I love how he looks exactly the way he did as a child, but just, like, puffed up on Facebook with, like, the worst beard. <laughs> yeah, basically that is. It's like, it's not, it links that weird kind of beard that it doesn't really, it's not, like, you don't, there's no shadow, it just looks like a really soft cloud. Yeah, just, just, just that gentle wisp. Uh, some yeah. people, you know, you know, like, you see someone in, like, their third or fourth grade class photo. And they're clearly a child, but you see how somehow their features took root and took shape and matured or changed. You can identify certain parts of it. Like, Haley Joel Osment has literally looked the same and just added the, the most basic uh, overtures to masculinity. Like, ah, oh, yeah, like, I'm slightly taller, I have a beard. It's like, you literally look the way you looked when you were eight. Do it in that weird show with Ed Asner. Speaking of people looking weird, I don't, I don't have really anything UFC related except for like the ESPN Spanish version, so I don't get to see everybody on the table. But this is the first time I've gotten to see Bisding's like wonky eye up close, and it is horrifying. Yeah, it's at. it is a problem, dude. Alan Belcher messed him up proper. Uh, I think that was payback to that sad Elvis tattoo remark. Uh, well, I mean, don't don't diss a man's tattoo work. You know, that's that's that's, that's going to be the thing that brings Joe Riggs back from the brink. <laughs> the, uh, man, the, man the, who, the man who uh, calls up Joe Riggs' tattoo work is going to be the man who gets messed up by Joe Riggs and buys Riggs another couple fights in the UFC. I'm waiting for Joe Riggs to get the diesel, like, glove tattoo on his hand. <laughs> 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 that's Joe the Riggs. old joke Santino DeFranco made, and I love it. I say it all the time when people bring up Joe Riggs. The best line, one of the best lines I've ever heard about a fighter was uh, Santino saying, "Joe." Someone tried to say Joe Riggs was scared of someone one time, and Santino's response was, "The only thing in this world Joe Riggs is scared of is a good tattoo." <laughs> I wonder if there is anyone in this world who has weightlifting gloves or like a leather like driving glove tattooed on their hand. Maybe like I, Andrew Dice Clay. I, Andrew Dice Clay just got was... sick of buying them. And... What about Cody Garbrandt's? Um gun tattoo in his back waistband. Oh, also, <laughs> That's terrible. The diamond with the wings on his throat and self-made underneath it. Cody Garbrandt's tattoos might be uh, uh, like artistically well done for the most part, but conceptually, leaving something to be desired. I also saw Eric Koch posted. He uh, obviously doesn't have a good Instagram model to model his after. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I think Speaking Mark was of uh, awful tattoos, quickly, Eric Koch, I saw he posted on Twitter that uh, he's excited for this coming weekend. He's going to celebrate his return to the Octagon after two years away due to injury and uh, stopping Shane Campbell by getting a, uh, a full sleeve over the weekend. And uh, all I can't at once. Wait. Uh, well, I'm sure he won't get all of it finished, but you know, he's the project's getting started and fleshed out as much as you can over two sessions over two days. And uh, I can't wait to see it because even though artistically he's got some better tattoos uh, as of late, he's still the man with the cokehead tattoo in the shape of an alien, and it's it's one of the worst. It's one of the very worst. I think uh, Marcos Maidana has a magnum tattoo on his thigh, but at this point yep. it looks like a shotgun, and you know that's nice. It's a double entendre. <laughs> Speaking of Magnum condoms, shout out to when the University of Georgia had Ludacris perform, and then they had to apologize for having Ludacris perform because his rider got released and there was like condoms and alcohol on it. Nice. And also, uh, um, by the way, this is this is the best, uh, gr- just the best grift. Uh, if you're a celebrity, definitely buy into an alcohol and get your own alcohol because then you can put that on your rider, and people are forced to buy your alcohol. Put like gold, like gold and metal shards in it. Yeah, man, it's just that's that's the way to do it, man. You think Diddy's rider doesn't have tons of Ciroc on new it? New metal shards. Ah. <laughs> uh. Do any new metal? Do any new metal stars have like their own brand of like whiskey or vodka or sadness in a bottle? Uh, I'd, I like to think Tire Man Five Thousand has something. Oh man, it, it it gets you ready to go. That's and also that's a good crossover. That's like when worlds collide. Um, yeah, no, dude, I want, like, why don't, why don't Mudvayne have their own brand of vodka or something like that? I'm sure, like, Saliva has, like, some sort of tears, you know, like, <laughs> choreographed sort of thing going. Do you know that the lead singer of Saliva is The Undertaker? <laughs> what? <laughs> Craig doesn't need the joke. That's Josie, I have no idea what's what going on here. Josie Scott. That, okay, I was going to also, Josie's got important because he's 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 co-featured in one of the worst MMA walkout themes ever. Shouts to the endless fighter Mitsuhiro Ishida, who used to come out to Hero, but Josie Scott and Chad Kruger from Nickelback from the Spider-Man soundtrack. Uh, I'll take this one last one off the air, considering Michael Bisning's new face. What other fighters have had their you Vanderlei? Okay. Are we talking about well, someone that's... who's got mutated? Vanderlei. I keep thinking of the Noguera brothers because this one they look like bruised potatoes. <laughs> Noguera, Noguera actually, uh, Rodrigo had cataract issues for a while in Pride and had pretty bad eyesight. And he had kind of like the weird haze over his eyes. I'm sure his eyesight ain't great now, but uh, apparently uh, surgery did help a little bit. But uh, Vanderlei. Greg, is there anyone else who's got a whole new face in mixed martial arts? Um, who else? Vanderlei is the, the Vanderlei is the uh, you know the perfect guy to go with on that. He's the the best example. Who who else has had it? Vitor hasn't had surgery, but he's the master of disguise. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know who else looks a little different? Uh, Nick Diaz had that brow scraping. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say yeah. That's that's probably the other one to bring up. Anyone who's had that, although Vanderlei Marcus- looked. Completely different though yeah. after his. 
Marcus Davis got the scar tissue taken out. He didn't look really any different. The Diaz, the Diaz one, definitely the angularity of his face a little bit. But Vanderlei, it's it's night and day. I mean, he literally looks like. I mean, he looks like he'd be a cousin of the original Vanderlei Silva. But... Oh, you know who else? I hate to do this because he's our boy. Uh, Joe Stevenson did a little uh, scalpel work on Eve Edwards. Oh, oh yeah, that That's... is a bad scar across his nose. Yeah, that is definitely a little bit of a of change up. You know, like Rich Franklin's nose looks a little different, but it still looks relatively like the nose he had before Anderson Silva put it on upside down. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a scar you don't erase. Well, you want to talk nose jobs? I mean, Olaf Alfonso's got the best nose job. Oh, um, he's had like eight of them. Right. I mean, it, all performed live in front of the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's. Then again, uh, Olaf he showed like his nose got changed. His face got you know transformed from the the way in which we first knew it but the state that we first knew it in when he showed up in WEC was not a pristine one in the first place it was already absolutely mangled Jerome LeBanner over the years his nose got a whole lot worse his nose was pretty bad yeah. in the beginning but by the end it was like like I full, know there's got to be more we're missing full banana curve I'm trying to think is it, has anyone like lost like an ear like Mick Foley style James Thompson almost I wonder what that ear. That's good. That's actually a good call. Eddie Wineland too. Oh yeah. Loaded. I uh, mean, Sakuraba really sort of lost his ears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sakuraba is also the fact that like one of his legs looks like it's shorter than the other. He just kind of like weirdly hobbles around. Sakuraba's got all all, all purpose screwiness like that. Uh, Nogueras were already mentioned. Um, that dude, that dude that uh, Ali Bagatinov fought in Russia, who uh, cut. Oh no, actually no. I wonder what Ali Bagatinov's ear looks like because he's the one that got his ear like the tip of it like all cut off, and then he like finished the dude while he's pissing blood everywhere out of his head. I wonder what Ali Bagatinov's ear looks like now. I'm gonna have to go through go through all pictures of Ali Bags and the Puncher King. See what his ear be looking like. Who else got mangled in some way in mixed martial arts that may bear out in some horrific way? <gasps> oh, well, I know, I know the big one. It's Waylon Lowe. Oh he's, yeah, Waylon Lowe. Is, it didn't happen. His head, his head is totally disfigured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is if, if I gotta do if I gotta do live radio on my birthday. This is this is the way I want it to be. That's that's the high spot I want to go Multiple out. Multiple active shooters at UCLA now. Four shooters. Christ, and my birthday's going downhill again. TJ, save me from the pit of despair. Hit the ramp. Thank you. I guess I got to get out here and put CNN on or something of an equivalent nature. If you have a love letter, credit card number, mail bomb, or even. Uh, uh, Something something slightly cheery to say to uh, take my mind off what a blackened pit of despair the world can be. Jay Breen at SureDog.com and Greg at SureDog.com. Hook us up on Twitter as well, at Jordan Breen and at the Savage Truth. Also, even though it's going to get mentioned in the Press Row segment today with David Bixon's fan, go check out my Twitter right now because I've retweeted the cartoon Kick Force, which Bix hit me to. I was not aware that Ring of Combat promoter Lou Neglia made a, or somehow was part of a 1994 bizarrely animated cartoon in which he is portrayed as a karate badass. And uh, I consider it, I basically consider it the best present I'm going to get for, for my birthday this year. It's it's that incredible. So check out uh, animated karate wizard Lou Neglia on Twitter as well. 
uh, TJ DeSantis, tell the people what's good on the SRN tomorrow you, in UFC, four coming days. Yeah, UFC 199 is this Saturday night here at the Forum in Los Angeles. Jack and Carnosio will head a roundtable discussion breaking down the preliminaries. Uh, that will go up tomorrow. All access panel at SureDog.com, iTunes Music Store, under podcast. Friday, you'll get the main card. Then on Saturday, you get beat down after the bell uh, right after the pay-per-view. Uh, I'll be here. You going to be here? You joining yep. me? All right, yep. he'll be here, Jordan Breen, and uh, we'll recap uh, Michael Bisping and uh, Uriah Faber's big upsets, according to uh, Zombie <laughs> Paul. So uh, check that out. Uh, all access panel at iTunes Music Store under podcast. Bisping Faber upsets are coming naturally. You should be hyped for the roundtable. I'm going to be there, and on top of that, I'll be there for beatdown after the bell. And for some reason, that doesn't suit your fancy. You can come back and talk about mixed martial arts with us and all the UFC 199 fallout when the Count and the California Kid are hoisting gold on Monday, right back here in the Chief Seats on the Sure Dog Radio Network. Peace. No peace. Peace. The preceding show is a TJ DeSantis production and is property of the Sure Dog Radio Network. Its content is intended for private use only.